You are listening to the podcast of Open Life Church. We are located in Bonnie Lake, Washington, and meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Bonnie Lake High School. Thank you for taking the time to download our podcast or visit our message archive page at livinglifeopen.com. If you are visiting us on our message archive, I just want to make you aware of two things. First, there's a link just above the audio display where you can download our fill-in-the-blank handout. And second, after you're done listening, we would love for you to follow the link on the upper right side of the page that says Let's Connect. Here you can tell us a little bit about yourself or tell us something that we can pray with you about. Feel free to give us as much or as little information as you'd like. Wherever and however you are listening to us today, we are excited you are here, and we hope you enjoy it. Now here's today's speaker. It, it, it does seem like we're just all so pumped. It's cool to go downtown and just see everybody in Seahawks gear. And, and I think it's important, it's the same as, as any holiday, uh, to make sure we're, we're celebrating, connecting with our community as Jaden was really praying and, and dialoguing about just a few seconds ago. And I, I think what's cool is all the resources in today's day that are available to us. So we were approached by... Uh, a church that is is out there. Maybe you've heard of it. It's LifeChurch.tv, and they partnered with a group called The Increase, and uh, which is really about that last song that we just sang, that Jesus must increase as we decrease. You'll hear about that in the video here in a second. But they got together with some past players and some current players in the Super Bowl and captured what is Jesus doing and how is he doing it through your life. And so I uh, want you to be encouraged today, and I'll come back, wrap up this video, we'll give the Lord some worship, and then we'll have a little fun and, and do a 12 today, before 12 fee. that's hard to say, 12 fee. Uh, together, and uh, we're going to have our kids all come out and stuff that, so we're going to have a little fun later, is that cool? Can we end with fun today? And so uh, enjoy this video today. Welcome to Football Sunday, and you already know this, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Today is the day. When I played in the Super Bowl, I remember waking up on that morning and thinking exactly the same thing. After all the ups and downs of the season, after a rough road through the playoffs, and after a lifetime of working so hard for this moment, finally, today is the day. In the next few moments, you'll be hearing from players who are playing in today's Super Bowl. You'll also experience inspiring stories from NFL players that are learning to live in something we call the increase. Don't worry, we'll explain it as we go. So thanks so much for joining us. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Today is the day. big gum chewer. Uh, as soon as I get to the stadium on game day, I put about four, five, six of gum in my mouth and I chew it for maybe two minutes and then I go get another four or five. I always have my headphones on and I listen to various music, uh, a lot of Christian music, a lot of, I listen to some R&B and country as well. So smooth stuff.
I just remember uh, watching all the games when I was a, a young young kid to, with my friends' houses. You know, just going to their houses and and uh, sitting there and just wishing and, and praying and hoping that I'd get to a Super Bowl one day. Uh, whether to watch one or, or to play in one, obviously to play in one would be nice. When the Seahawks went to the Super Bowl, played the Steelers, and you know, just got together with a few of my best buddies, and you know, we had the whole like smorgasbord, you know, we had all kinds of bad stuff to eat. And so we would always get together our youth group, and we would have like Super Bowl parties, and it was kind of like all of the youth group kids are hanging out and doing their own thing with a football game in the background. We all have events in our lives when our perspective changes. For the guys on the field today, just playing in the biggest game of their careers will change the way they view everything from here on out. I want to introduce you to an NFL player whose perspective on life has taken a radical turn. Brandon Marshall is a Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. And ever since he's entered the league, he has proven that he is one of the best. But Brandon's personal life has not always been an easy one. As a matter of fact, he's gone through some life things that are way bigger than football. Where I'm from, like, football is a way of life. It's like the culture. There wasn't basketball, there wasn't soccer, there wasn't baseball. So I can't even remember not having a football or not being a part of the game. It's like it's a part of my DNA. I remember taking a flight from Denver to Atlanta, and I had my Bible, and uh, I guess I was trying to read it, you know, and there was this lady, she said, are you a Christian? Why would she ask this? Like, isn't it obvious? But the way she asked in her facial expression made me really dig a little deeper. She saw, you know, how hesitant I was, and she said, you know what, just pray for clarity. So for four years, I began to pray for clarity every single day. I was in the most dysfunctional relationship, dysfunctional marriage ever. Uh, it was horrible. You have two people who really love each other but couldn't get it right. And uh, my wife, you know, she just wasn't happy. I just thought a man was supposed to just provide. You know, I looked around and said, you have a beautiful house, you have a roof over your head. You know, we can do anything we want when we want to do it. You know, why aren't you happy? We have money in our bank account. I just couldn't get it. I thought that's what a man was. One day, my wife came home. She said, I'm going to church. And she's like, do you want to go? I said, no. So for a whole year, my wife would go to church with a friend. And I, w I was so bitter. I was like, who is this person you're going to church with? You know, she doesn't know us. You know, you, you're letting people in her business. That's how bitter I was. My wife was trying to do something really positive and change things for herself and, and, and us. And I'm sitting here worried about who she's going to church with. And I dove into the Word. I was relentless in my praying. I was relentless in, in my meditating on the Word. At that moment, you know, I had friends come around and say, hey, you need to really sit down and talk to someone. You know, and I found myself at McLean Hospital for three months, away from my wife, away from my home.
I took something up there to Boston, to Waltham, Massachusetts, that I don't think anyone else in those groups took with them. And that was Jesus Christ. Every single day, every single night, I got on my knees, and I just uh, begged God for him to give me clarity. Same prayer. After a month and a half being up there, you know, it was like, man, I'm feeling something I never felt before. God's revealing himself to me in, in ways he never, you know, revealed himself to me. I remember having worship in my car by myself, listening to praise music. It was like, this is amazing. Like, I'm driving down the highway with my hands up. Like, what is this that I'm feeling? Like, I've been praying clarity for four years. I've been praying for the cycle to be broken for four years, and it's happened. She came over to tell me that she wasn't coming home. We never even got to that part of it. We just started talking and expressing ourselves and praying. She just felt something. She was like, this is a different man. And uh, months later, that's when she finally told me something. I really was there to tell you that you know, I wasn't coming home. You know, So I'm just so thankful that I had a praying wife because I don't know where I would be. I was able to call my father and say, man, Dad, you know, man, we're in this cycle, but this is how we can fix it. A year later, he ended up giving his life to Christ. My brother gave his life to Christ. My mother gave her life to Christ. My sister gave her life to Christ. We're stuck in this cycle, but we're stuck in this cycle because we don't understand the root of it. For us, we figured out what the root of it was, and that was the absence of Jesus in our, in our homes, and now he's the center of everything that we do. As you can see, Brandon really is an amazing person. He's known as a leader in the NFL and a mentor to a lot of young players. You know what? There's another amazing person with the story too. Are you ready for this? It's you, it's your church, it's your pastor, it's your leaders in your community and in your city. Today is the day, right? But what if today is the day for something bigger than just the Super Bowl? What if today's the day you see the world through different eyes to see the story behind the story? Your church has already partnered with some great organizations that help meet the needs of the world and you can get involved. It's amazing what God can do through broken people who just say yes to Him. You know, everybody kind of looks at the height of it. They look at the Super Bowl. But the most important part that it has always been to me is just the journey. You work hard as a youngster to get to high school, and high school to college, and college to pro. You know, my dad and I have always talked about, you know, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you could play in this game? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And, um, you know, coming out of high school, I wasn't really high, highly recruited. And right now, it's just a dream come true. And I'm just so blessed to be here. And it's been kind of a journey the whole way. And I feel like I, I have a ton of support behind me. And, and uh, that really means a lot to me. Most definitely, I would not be here without my mother. Um, my mother is like my, my backbone. Uh, my father passed away when I was a young child. Um, so um, I think my mother, for sure, for instilling the things in me as a child to help me know what's right, know what's wrong, 
know what it means to work hard, see what it looks like when somebody works hard. My dad was the one that kind of spearheaded the whole long snapping thing. And I mean, without him and his encouragement and pushing me and, and helping me and being there for me, I mean, I for sure wouldn't be here. It's, it's of course my dad. And um, I told him after our first Super Bowl, that's the first thing I said to him when I gave him a hug. I was like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you because he was the one throwing the football with me in the backyard, you know, playing catch with me. The next story we're going to tell you is one that's very special to my family and I. Matthew Hasselbeck and I walked through some very difficult times in life together, and his friendship has had a profound impact on my life. Remember in the Bible when John the Baptist says, he must increase and I must decrease? That really meant something important. It meant that it's on us to make our life less noticeable so his life is more noticeable. And Matthew's learned what it really means to live a life that's decreasing so the life of Christ can increase through him. This is his story. My dad played football. When people would ask me what I wanted to do when I grew up, I would say, I don't know, I just guess I'll just play in the NFL like my dad. I was drafted in the sixth round, pick 187. I can remember when I got the call from the Green Bay Packers, Andy Reid, the quarterback's coach, calls me and he says, uh, hey, uh, tell me what you think about this next pick. And I'm looking at the ticker, and it's like Green Bay Packers, it starts flashing, and it's my name. And I'm thinking, you guys are fools. <laughs> no one else is gonna draft me. I throw the phone up, I'm like, we're celebrating. I pick the phone back up, I'm like, hey, uh, coach, you know no one is probably gonna draft me. You know, like, you didn't need to draft me. But I was fired up. I get there, and I, and I see they've got a ton of quarterbacks. But my coach came in and he, he kind of instilled some confidence in me that I didn't have in myself. And one of the first things he says to me, he's like, listen, you need to believe that you can be the backup quarterback for this team. He was kind of like, he was a little churchy for me. I don't know. I was just very suspicious. Come to find out through uh, years of being with him and then, um, you know, seeing him go through things in his life that the dude was legit. And he was a good friend and a great teammate. I got in the elevator and I was like critical of what the chaplain had talked about. I was like, man, I'm so glad this guy that I invited said no on our team because the chaplain's never going to reach that guy with that kind of a message. And Trent looks at me, he's like, it's not the chaplain's job to reach that guy. It's the chaplain's job to teach you so that you can reach that guy. And I was like, whoa, really? <laughs> I'm good at teaching a young quarterback the playbook. Hey, what do you do here on uh, Fox 2 XY? Like, oh, dude, the, the play action's the whole deal. And I'm gonna tell you, nine out of 10 times you're throwing the tight end. Unless they're in quarters coverage, you're gonna throw the post. But otherwise, you're gonna go to the tight end right to the X. And I guarantee you the X is gonna be open every single time. Unless they're playing two man on the backside, or it's press, bump, and run, then you're gonna have your fullback. And it'll be an easy game, it'll be second and four. Like, I, I know that, I can give that away, I can share. And not only can I run the play, I can teach you the play. And so I wasn't at a point with my faith that I could 
share it in a way that I knew it. Like I knew the playbook. Like I was the starter. You know, I was like a rookie. Even though I had had the playbook for years, I didn't really know it. I wasn't making disciples. I was introducing people to the chaplain and feeling good about myself. There was a moment for me where I really felt something powerful that I can't even explain. It was last year, uh, we were at a conference type thing, and uh, I had invited our two young quarterbacks. I was like, man, I hope it's okay for them. I hope they like it. I mean, I, I like it. I hope they like it. And they were teaching on, this, on baptism. And uh, I'm like walking to them thinking like, hey, I was gonna tell my baptism story about like, hey, I, just, I know it's a little, I, I don't know how you feel about this. and. Uh, and both of them and their wives said, hey, um, our team chaplain's not here. Would you be willing to baptize us? And I was just like, like, are you kidding me? God is present in all things, big or small, all the time. He can do anything he wants to do with anyone he wants to do, through anyone he wants to do it with. I love what Matthew said and the way he said it. I wasn't making disciples. I was introducing people to the chaplain and feeling good about myself. And if you're a Christ follower, you can probably relate to that. So for us, maybe today's the day, not just because it's a Super Bowl, maybe today's the day that we take a hard look into the mirror and ask, am I making disciples with my actions and my words? Or am I simply relying on somebody else to do it for me? Now that's a hard question but it needs to be asked. What if today is the day that we own the deep desire of God's heart to go make disciples? As you live life and you experience different challenges and obstacles, you tend to put limits on God and think, well, ah, maybe that's too much for me to ask, or man, he's already done X, Y, Z, you know, I, I don't know about this situation, it's pretty tough. And time after time, God is showing me that there's nothing too big for Him. I'm discovering God to be so much more of a relational God. I think there's sometimes that we, we kind of make Him this concept or this idea or just this, this power just so, you know, so far-fetched and that we can't, we, we don't really grasp that He's a personal God and that He wants to be a part of our everyday lives. You know, and I, he sent his son to feel what we feel. The struggles, uh, the, the heartache, the pains. He sent his son to understand those things and to stand in the gap for us. He's helped me surround myself with a bunch of men um, on the team that are strong Christians. And um, God has just been awesome in my life. And, and I realize how much he's been with me through my life before I knew him. My situation is unique and that this is the second Super Bowl that I've gone to where I've had, I've been on injured reserve and uh, knee surgeries. Um, I think I'm discovering him to be more gracious than I ever realized. I'm not discovering to be any type of particular person, but I, what I am discovering is that his grace is unmeasured. It's all the good things and how he, um, 
provides for us and how he sustains us and, and how he's the only reason for anything to be done. And he's the whole why of why anyone would do anything. And I think that that's true for everybody if they believe it or not. He's a God that uh, completely loves and is compassionate. I think that's the biggest thing that I've realized. You know, I've got, had a lot of great things happen in my life. I've had some bad things happen in my life uh, and some ups and downs. And, and through it all, he's still been the consistent God uh, that he says he is. And that's the biggest thing that you continue to realize. So you've probably guessed by now that everyone you've heard from today is a follower of Jesus. We don't want to hide that. And if you're interested, you can watch more stories just like those at the Increase website. I guess it all comes down to this. Today we're all fans, right? And that's great. I hope you enjoy being a fan today. But I hope you don't approach Jesus the same way. Because Jesus extends an invitation to follow him, not just to applaud him from a safe distance. And maybe today is the day you make a decision to follow Christ. And if you're a Christ follower already, maybe today's the day that you take another step closer, another step in your faith journey. This has been an exciting time together. Thank you for allowing us to challenge you and encourage you. Our prayer for you is simple, that you would love Jesus deeply and live for him radically so that he may increase in your life. God bless. Today is the day. Enjoy the game. That was like, thank you for enduring the, uh, the lip being off with the sound there. For some reason, our downstairs TV does that, and our upstairs TV doesn't. Drives me nuts, but that's cool. I hope you caught the message in the midst of that, and just realizing the dependence that no matter who is out there, they have on God. It's just we have to totally depend on Him. And sometimes that's going to be our darkest season that will bring that to light. And I, I just believe, as I watched that, I was like, I thought it was so cool how it just aligned right with our mission of being people who would lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. It's all of our job in the relationships that all of us are fostering. And, and this is one of the best days to continue just to, to foster those relationships with one another and make an impact on our friends' lives. And, and I don't know, maybe you're one of those that, that has to sit at home alone in front of the TV to watch a big game like this because it just makes you a little too nervous to be in a room with others as to... Uh, what words would come out of your mouth or whatever. I don't know, but uh, I, I was sitting two weeks ago because our daughter had the flu. I was sitting watching that game alone, and I was like, it would, you know, with the family, but like not a crowd of people to high-five and hug and, and just scream together. And, you know, and I think sometimes we miss out because we're not doing life together. And what you hear there is a bunch of stories affected by people being willing to do life together. And I couldn't help but, like, tear up there when I saw Matt Hasselbeck baptizing those teammates. And that's our desire, too, when we have our baptisms, to be able to get somebody in the water, not just, not just the pastor, 
but somebody else in the water that's had an impact on the lives of those being baptized. And I, I just hope that, that you can take the model that you see here and realize, okay, it's not a bring them to meet Thad thing or bring them to meet open life thing, but it's a my responsibility to introduce people to Jesus thing and let that challenge resonate so deeply inside of you. Maybe today you came here and, and you've yet to enter into that relationship with Jesus. You've yet to cross that line and say, okay, I, I find this message cool, but like I've never chosen to follow Jesus, so how would I ever help anybody else follow Jesus? Well, I want to pray for you. And I, I just want to take a minute and, and pray together. And, and if you're at that place of, okay, if they can follow Jesus, then then I can choose to follow Jesus. And uh, worship team, as you come up, I'm going to begin to pray. And I just, I'm going to pray for you. Maybe you're challenged by something crazy. And uh, your prayer is different than choosing to follow Jesus today, which is very likely. But I just want to give us a chance to respond. And then just let it resonate in us for a few moments as we sing that song, He's Stronger. And then Jaden will come and, and close us out before we have some fun taking a 12 feet. So, Lord, first of all, um, I just thank you for all the followers of Christ. It's, it's interesting, and I'm so glad that they captured somebody on injury reserve on that video, too. Because it's not always like roses when we follow you. It's not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to be like, man, life is, is at the top. It's ever been. We're going to still have struggles, but yet we have you to help us through those struggles. And I just pray that God today, for those who can't say that yet, they've not, they've not made that choice to follow Jesus as Lord and Savior. They, maybe they're a fan, but not a participant in this relationship with you that has been discussed by these different players. I pray that God today would be the day that they would choose to be a part of this team of faith called Christian. Even though sometimes in, in culture that term is looked down on, but that's okay. That's okay if we're nervous about what other people are thinking about us. The most important thing is that we're in right relationship with you, Jesus. So if you've yet in this room to receive Jesus, you've yet to choose to follow him, I just want to pray this with you. Jesus, I choose to follow you today. I want to put you above myself. Let me decrease and you increase. Use me, Lord, to influence those around me. In your mighty name I pray. And Lord, before we sing, I want to pray for those who've already chose to follow you. Maybe they've even gone and taken that next step of going public and being baptized in water, and now they're sitting here, what's next? What's next? We heard what's next. It's going and sharing the hope and peace and grace that's in Jesus. It's living out our life of faith by 
impacting those around us. So God, I thank you for the relationships we have. I thank you for the friendships you introduced to us. Thank you for the tailgates that are happening this afternoon. I thank you for the homes that are open and people are coming to games and sharing life with one another. God, I pray that relationships can grow and they can be there for one another and Jesus could make a center appearance. God, I just pray that you would strengthen our ability to share you to those around us in our actions and if necessary, even our words, Lord. Let us be your light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You have a connection card that Jaden referenced earlier. If you turn that over, you can jot, you know, the prayer requests and stuff, but there's also some boxes. If you made a decision to follow Jesus today, make sure you let us know. We want to celebrate with you. But as well, um, you could jot down anything that Jesus is up to in your life there. There's some blank responses today on there. And I know that uh, it would be incredible to just know where you're at so that we can help equip you in your journey of faith together. So let's worship as you're just processing what God's doing in your life. You could sit or stand whatever's most comfortable for you. Thank you for listening to today's talk. If you have a question about what you've heard today or if you have a need we can pray with you about, feel free to click on the Let's Connect or Need Prayer button on the upper right side of the message archive page. Or if you're listening on iTunes, you can always email info at livinglifeopen.com. If you'd like to join in the mission of Open Life with a financial gift, you can give online at livinglifeopen.com by following the Giving tab and clicking Give Now. We're excited you took the time out of your busy week to listen to our talk. But have you ever thought about visiting us on a Sunday morning? We meet at 10 a.m. each Sunday at Bonnie Lake High School. We would love to see you on a Sunday, and then you can put a face to the voice you've been hearing online. Finally, stay up to date with everything Open Life by visiting livinglifeopen.com, following us on Twitter, or liking us on Facebook. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and week.